0: Tá <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
1: to our podcast within a podcast pottering around the suit of armor bewitched to sing Christmas carols of Mangum Reads. We are three muggles who are just now coming to grips with the irritation our high school teachers must have felt when they weren't able to teach us anything in the month before prom. My name is Sarah. I'm joined as always by my co-host BJ and Spencer. How are y'all doing?
0: You simultaneously gave me Christmas nostalgia and also made me feel old. Damn you. Isn't that what nostalgia is all about? Can you have (laughs) nostalgia without feeling old? It depends how much I put myself in the mindset of the kid that was rather than looking back at him from my present state. Fair enough, fair enough.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll give you all the neuroses here, Spencer. It's fine.
0: It's what this podcast exists to do.
1: Um, So we are on chapter two of the fourth book of Harry Potter uh, and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the unexpected task, which was, as we mentioned, I believe on our last podcast, unexpected to no one but Harry and Ron. So here we are discussing it.
2: I mean, but also this, this is probably the most misleading chapter heading that we've had so far. You think so? Well, because nothing about the task actually, I mean, I guess, sort of, unless the task that she's talking about is the dance. Anyway.
1: It's 100% having to ask somebody to the dance. Sure. (laughs) I I didn't realize this was a point of debate. (laughs) Or confusion.
2: It's not. It's just misleading. I
1: I don't think it is. Anyway, we have some segments that we do here where uh um, uh we can perhaps discuss the finer points of whether this is confusing or misleading. Um, We have a rapid fire recap, which is going to be real rapid this time, guys. (laughs) Um, We have BJ's wizard wheezes, which are never rapid. We have newbies notes with Spencer. We award house points. And then there are questions and queries and qualms and quibbles. And that's it.
0: That's what we do here. This is the plan. Uh, And, Sarah, honestly, this is a chapter that, despite being like 17 pages, is really damn short. Short to the point, this may be harder for you if you choose to take a bet.
1: Yes, because, yes, uh, you're not wrong. I am, however, going to choose, hmm. Hmm? I was going to choose to take a bet, and then I remembered the rules, which I do not generally remember. (laughs) Yes, the rules. Because my thought now is that, I, I mean, I could take a bet. My problem with the short chapters, as you have alluded to, Spencer, is that I frequently, significantly under underperform, under—under <laughs> Quite the right word. Um, you, come,
0: you come down under the goal you set.
1: Yes. However, I could simply go for the under two minutes without a bet and just make up a lot of time on my overall score for the extra but points at the end.
0: This is clever. This is strategic. Is that what you're going to do?
1: I, I think I am going to make a game time decision here and just go just go under for the two. under.
0: All right, going for under two and to make up time. You ready? Are you committed? Yes. you having doubts already. I'm committed. Make it's that locked decision. in. We're going to go. That's, and we're that's good.
1: That's the smart choice to make.
0: Okay. Ready whenever you are.
1: Harry and Ron are goofing off at the end of Transfiguration with trick wands from Fred and George when McGonagall has an announcement. The Yule Ball, another tradition of the Triwizard Tournament, is coming up. Lavender Brown about has a fit, and McGonagall is clear that the standards of decorum will not change. She calls Harry aside for a private word. The champions all must bring partners because they start the dance. This does not compute for Harry. McGonagall insists, and now we have a series of instances in which Harry and Ron try to find, understand, corner, and talk to girls that I would like David Attenborough to narrate. We would certainly, uh, Harry would certainly like to ask Cho, but is intimidated. This doesn't stop a slew of other girls from asking him, though. Harry's not sure why he keeps saying no, but suspects it has something to do with him only being interesting because he's famous. Otherwise, things are going a bit better. The other students have laid off a bit, and nothing from Rita Skeeter and Hagrid has come out in the paper. Hagrid confesses that she only wanted to talk about Harry, also that he might show up at the Yule Ball. Classes wind down for the holidays, but Hermione berates Harry for not making any progress on the egg. Fred and George ask to borrow Pigwidgeon for secret stuff, and Fred demonstrates how easy it actually can be to ask a girl to the ball. Ron is starting to feel the pressure of finding someone to go with and says some not very nice things about girls, which sends Hermione into a rage. The decorations are going up by the time Harry and Ron make a pact to find a date that day. But Harry can't find Cho alone. He finally gets up the nerve to talk to her, and it turns out she's going with Cedric, which crushes Harry and sends him back to the common room, Dateless. When he gets there, Ron is in a state, and Jenny has to explain that he lost control and asked Fleur out before running away. Turns out Neville asked Hermione, but she already has a date, and she's not saying who, which drives Ron up a wall when he tries to ask her to go with him with the stunning opener, You are a girl! Harry's had enough. He asked Pravati Patel very competently if she'll go with him, and her sister Padma will go with Ron, so we're finally set.
0: 142.9.
1: Okay, well I would have made my bet, but that doesn't matter. I made up some time.
0: You made up some time.
1: All right. All uh, important things. <laughs> BJ,
2: what are we wheezing about? We have many things to wheeze about. <laughs> what specifically are we wheezing about? Um. <laughs> So we have a good early sentence uh, that, that Sarah, do you have your book by any chance? I do, and I have it open to the beginning of the chapter. Perfect. So the second paragraph, um, if you would start us out until we get the period and, and throw in the <laughs> punctuation to let us know where those things are and what they are. Oh, dear. Happy to, or going to, anyway.
1: It was the end of the lesson, semicolon. They had finished their work, semicolon. The guinea fowl they had been changing into guinea pigs had been shut away in a large cage on Professor McGonagall's desk. Open Perens. Neville's still had feathers. Closed Perens. semicolon. They had copied down their homework from the blackboard. Open Perens. italicized text here. Open quote, describe, comma, with examples. Comma, the ways in which transforming spells must, must be adapted when performing cross-species switches. End quotes close parens in italics, period.
2: Perfect. <laughs> well done. Uh, and and this is why we have a limited number of semicolons in that year. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because of such things. They thing are
1: happening. literally all right here. I did actually, I'm glad you um, brought us to this sentence because I, I wanted to um, indicate that I was totally wrong in a previous episode that only one thing kind of transfigures into another in Transfiguration. Mm -hmm. Like, clearly here, I think we're getting a description of there are kind of general theories of transfiguring and different types of transfiguring Mm -hmm. spells that you can use, but the the example assignments that McGonagall comes up are really just done with a BJ-like glee
2: of (laughs) (laughs) wordplay. Yes, and, and I th- still think that it might be kind of a one-to-one thing, but it, it isn't always, like, animal-to-object. It, it presumably can be object-to-object yeah. object if, you know, that's funny for some reason. Very clearly, you know, donkeys and, and uh, tea kettles are going to be switched between the two of them and, you know, other such things that, that are sort of obvious uh, puns to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I do thoroughly appreciate uh, McGonagall uh, and all things (laughs) McGonagall related because clearly they don't know how much she lets her hair down and with who that that has been like laid bare in previous (laughs) parts of the text during the the various uh, dinner celebrations that they've had and the eyes that she makes at... Basically anything that moves that is not a student.
0: When we heard it previously, was it through Harry's eyes or was it briefly the omnipotent narrator?
1: I think it was the omnipotent narrator.
0: Damn. All right. This
1: feels like something <laughs> Harry would yeah. either not notice or choose to not notice. <laughs> oh, As evidenced by this is how, not much, happening around how much he knows about um, love and the time of cholera.
0: Mm. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> um... I want to, again, voice my dismay and disappointment of the wizarding wireless network. I knew you were going to bring this up. I I mean, like, we're just pointing out the obvious things, you know, Mm -hmm. three semicolons in a sentence needs to be discussed. It can't just be let go as a thing that should exist in this world the wizarding wireless network i think has many problems that might come up with qualms quibbles and questions because uh technology seems to to vacillate interestingly Mm -hmm. um and uh i i will say that hermione zeroing in on teenage boys i don't know if on purpose or not with So basically you're going to take the best looking girl who will have you even if she's completely horrible like is this a surprise to her (laughs) i mean i guess she's like just so socially whatever that she doesn't realize that a hundred percent that's what the 14 or 15 year olds are going to be doing Mm -hmm.
0: um
2: and lastly i have a wheeze that is continuing to be a wheeze and honestly at this point to my dismay Okay. Why are the only features we ever get talked about? Nonsense? Like, literally, no, this, is. Is, this, this, is, this is the only descriptors that we get of, of anybody and their attractiveness. This is insane. Like, it, it, this is nonsensical. Like, like, literally, J.K. Rowling sees nothing about a person other than their nose. And so when when there's all these other things, and she's retconning, she's not really retconning because she still sees the same nose. That's all the characters are to her. And honestly, you know, spoiler, there is a major character that doesn't have a nose, and so he's clearly bereft of anything that she considers important.
1: I think that JK. Rowling read too much uh, Nikolai Gogol when she was in school and now can focus on nothing other than the nose.
0: BG, I was going to fight you on this until I reread this chapter <laughs> after noticing that, man, that's a lot of talking about noses. Let me say this again. Oh, it's all noses. Like, okay, maybe J.K. Rowling just has a nose fetish. You've had several chapters of evidence at this point. I mean, she just loves
2: Cyrano de Bergerac. I mean, it's just, yeah. just her thing. I At this point, it's just like, at some point, I assume we will get some sort of descriptor of somebody that isn't nose based and it's just gonna floor me it's gonna be like out of left field you know instead of the nose will will get something about their their face their their body you know whatever it is other than sort of a they're super pretty or that they're a thing they're large oh my goodness it's Complete insanity. I don't. I don't know. But you know, she's sold many, many books. People love all the things. So I don't know. I guess she knows what she's doing.
1: I am. I have to say, BJ, what I really appreciate about you is that I. I am not the most. The most invested person in uh, the Harry Potter world. But I do. I am pretty. I am. You know, connected into this whole thing. I have never once in any of my readings uh, come across someone who is. Who is so eloquently articulated JK Rowling's nose finish <laughs> so you are you my friend are breaking new ground
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, interestingly enough I like I, I now feel like I should search this on the internet like because I, you know do other people notice that that all there is to these people are noses or I don't not know. noses
1: as the case maybe <laughs> But exactly. All right, well. are you through your nose wheezing
2: anymore, <laughs> I, I, I am. His, the nose is think running, course. I have course. come to the end of my wheezes. Um, I also just, I like that it's no longer just the narrator. It is Harry. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hoping that 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 Padma Patel's nose Isn't is dead that, center, yeah, and that's how we end the chapter on that <laughs> button, um, and okay. with a slight nod to the hilarious laziness of all characters that don't matter.
0: <laughs> yes, it it is really interesting that fighting a dragon last chapter honestly seems like it becomes less significant to him than the quality of the nose of his date going forward. <laughs> Yep. Nope. Noobie's nope. notes? Yes, please. Take it away. Uh, this, it was really interesting to see them do animal to animal transfiguration, the cross species switch, because we've only previously seen that with Moody and Malfoy, I think. Mm-hmm. Unless we talk uh, about
1: the Animagus, which are slightly different.
0: Yeah, it seems a little a little bit different. So it it it's an interesting degree of progression that I like that we're seeing them get harder lessons as mm-hmm. they go about their magical training. Also, the idea of a feathered guinea pig struck me as apparently one of the most adorable things I've ever pondered. <laughs> so now I know that.
1: Well, I hope, I don't know much about found. guinea pigs, but I, I hope that they kept more guinea pig- um, personality qualities than qualities than guinea fowl because yeah <laughs> those are annoying ass birds in the
0: world uh, much would prefer a feathered <laughs> guinea pig than a furred guinea fowl
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, as you noted B J we know McGonagall gets loud and it's really funny that nobody else does <laughs> that we they also she also does it in front of them oh yeah but apparently all the rest of them are too drunk to notice too it's an English party sir. Uh, And teenagers are
1: teenagers and don't really care what adults are doing.
0: But yeah, the the idea that she never lets her hair down, good God do they not know. I feel like that's almost just coming from the perspective of kids who are in school don't realize that their teachers exist outside of school and have social lives and do things. And everyone has that kind of really like shocked moment when they run into their teacher in a social setting. It's like, I literally didn't think you existed outside those four walls.
2: (laughs) I think it's more a hope rather than...
0: (laughs) Maybe two. Maybe two. Uh, from here on out, this chapter is just so aggressively me, age 14, as we see <laughs> Harry just make disasters of himself when he tries to pick a date, that it's hard for me. But I'm going to go through it.
1: At least First we did. To... I would like to just point out very quickly, and I don't mean to interrupt, but no. this chapter we did actually get, like,
2: age-appropriate... Oh, yeah. 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 Awkwardness, uncomfortably <laughs> on point, yeah. appropriate interaction. Because
1: I know and... we've, I know we've had complaints about it, and justified complaints yeah. about like them seeming much younger than they should chronologically be. Caught up a little bit this chapter.
0: Oh, I summoned some thirteen, fourteen year old embarrassment on Harry's behalf uh-huh. as he was, as he was going through this. Uh-huh. Uh, first point, though. Oh dear God, required dancing. That should have been part of the advertisement pamphlet for what it was to be a champion of Hogwarts. If that had been advertised, a lot fewer people would have applied. <laughs> they buried that one, though, apparently. Uh, and yeah, I'm right with Harry on that. Give me dragons any day of the week as compared to A, at that age, asking a girl out, and B, dancing with her in front of everyone to start the dance. On the plus side, no one's going to be looking at Harry, except for maybe all
2: of the girls, because all of the boys are going to be looking at the quarter villa. mm mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Fair point.
0: Though, any mistake you have just gives, you know, Draco more ammunition. Not that he actually needs any grounds to just start shooting. Uh, good on Ron, though, to reassure Harry when it comes to that, even though he was still obviously bitter. He's improving. He's, he's coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to be the main character of the story, and, you know, that's okay. Uh, also- <laughs> It honestly caught me off guard to watch Harry just refusing girls right and left that are coming up to him. He has a clear and obvious problem and no idea how to solve it. And people just throw themselves at him to offer a solution. And Harry just goes, nope, nope, nope. I want to make things harder on myself. Please help me in that regard.
2: Because this is super important to me and I can only dance with somebody that I'm interested in until not... And then whoever crosses my path first, <laughs>
0: yeah, I totally can't ask that girl out. Totally gonna wait to the last possible second, like her life doesn't exist outside of your orbit. All of this is gonna work out fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, good on Cedric, another character that's doing good on them for apparently getting all of House Hufflepuff to back off. You know, knowing Hufflepuffs intimately. I figure that wasn't too difficult of a scenario. They seem like they probably have to fight had to fight to be mean in the first place. But I'm glad that he, you know, got that ball rolling. Also, among the things that most caught me off guard. And I was legitimately flabbergasted and reread it to make sure I read it right. Hagrid didn't screw up the interview from what evidence we're getting so far. That he apparently did okay and didn't like, you know, say, oh yeah, first time I met Harry was when I shuttled shuttled him as a baby out of his house after Voldemort had killed his parents. That apparently didn't come up. I'm ready to be, you know... (laughs) <laughs> unsurprised next chapter when it turns out that hagrid did actually reveal some secret bit information that he was for some reason you know confident with by dumbledore but at least for right now hagrid did good i'm guessing the weird sisters are maybe either a macbeth or a greek mythology reference um and i'll be really curious to see what kind of music that is i unfortunately i don't think our books are musical <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the 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 music and sound things that we've gotten so far have been
0: interesting ba- based so. on the based on the point you just made bj maybe you can hope for a nose flute we'll find out <laughs> uh, i'm w- also with you w- wizarding wireless network may be the laziest thing that jk rowling has ever done and that's saying something uh, we talked about, I think it was a chapter or two ago, that Snape had done the most evil thing he'd ever done when he was, you know, picking on Hermione with her massively growing teeth. Um, so, and a few other things that he did too, which was respect to Hermione that were just outright rude. Now that I know he's the kind of teacher that put that p- puts a test on the utter last day of term, <laughs> I have new grounds. May have been supplanted. Did not know that he was capable of that level of evil. Life goals, be as good as Fred is with girls. <laughs> just give as few shits as he does i mean honestly like
2: i i feel like they're probably close to going out anyway this seems like a they're of the age where they're hanging out and doing everything together and haven't said anything about it and so it's just like oh yeah i guess the girl that i've been spending all of my free time not coming up with gags i should ask her out and she's just like well yeah of course you should you (laughs) dumbass but like i'm not gonna say yes to somebody else
0: do we know any of that though?
1: N- no. No. No, this is this is BJ making up backstory again.
0: BJ writes fan fiction, man. This is impressive. We've an entire backstory for a relationship we don't even know exists yet.
1: But it is it is not an unreasonable assumption to make.
0: It, it perfectly reasonable. I just find it utterly hilarious that like, oh, are you asking that? Oh, this girl. Have you asked her yet? Good point. Boy, <laughs> you. Yeah, you right there. We're going, right? Yeah? Good. Great. It worked out you- fine. <laughs> He even literally says oi <laughs> that's great. In the uh, in the
1: movies, I will say that they are in study hall at this point, and Fred throws a crumpled up piece of paper at her to get her <laughs> attention. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, it works. Uh, did we also need further proof before this chapter that Ron and Harry are idiots? Did we need necessarily to have their conversations in front of both Hermione and Ginny with respect, Jenny, with respect to the subject of girls? Did we need and, them? Uh, no. Did we get them? We got them, and neither of them realized at all what they were saying to who they were saying it to, and that it would at all be a problem.
1: That's because they do not, they do not, it becomes abundantly clear over the course of this chapter, until the very end of the chapter, they had no conception that Hermione and Jenny actually were girls.
2: And that might have dates! (laughs) Okay, but to be fair, the younger sister of, like, a crowd of boys if she's gonna fit in which i presume she doesn't have much of a choice of like sure it, w- it would be weird and if harry was just like oh there is a possible date
0: that i'm living with for the summer sure he does i i say this but it's harry i don't actually know this i was gonna say he does know that she has a crush on him because there's been no effort made to hide it but it's harry he might not actually know <laughs> He's
2: so self-centered. She probably said, I like you. I want to go out with you like five or six times. And he just (laughs) didn't hear it because he was looking at something
0: else. Uh, Also, Sarah, like you said, I don't know if we're looking forward to hearing David Attenborough narrate their adventures as they try to ask out girls, or if they're literally watched a David Attenborough special (laughs) and are designing their plan based on that. Because they are treating these girls as if they're gazelles that they need to just hit the moment they leave the herd. This one's come up with a novel plan to separate the one he's
2: interested from the herd. Let's see how this goes in him acquiring a date for the dance. It,
0: it, Harry practically <laughs> says that at a certain point. Is that Why do they always move in herds? It's too effective a defense mechanism. Uh, they're, they're real bad at this. We also got a little bit of evidence for uh, a Hermione Hermione possible crush on Ron that I don't think we necessarily had before. Of when the two of them are talking about when Ron actually asks her in the worst possible tone and way possible, Mm -hmm. at least when he first asks her, her immediate reaction is to blush. And then to say, well, look at this. It's the first time in three years you've noticed that I'm a girl. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Hadn't really picked up on that before. Maybe there were clues previously, but that's pointed. I think the Mooning Myrtle would be the only other, like,
2: very gendered area that we get with their interactions.
0: Mm
2: hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Also, really do sympathize with Harry for blowing his chance with Joe. Not that we know that he just so had a chance, period. But man, dude, you waited to the last possible second to ask a hot girl to the dance. Never gonna work out well No Um, However, I'm very much amused that his opinion of Cedric Turns immediately (laughs) on a dime No delay at all Guy started this chapter with You know, he's asking everybody to be nicer to me He's really a great guy, really the hero of the campus Oh, he asked out the girl that I vaguely like Well, isn't he a son of a bitch (laughs) No delay at all He's even vaguely self-aware of it too And still doesn't stop doing it Also, Spencer theorycrafting, based on the, what I said I think last chapter, Hermione was either, either asked out or was asked by Victor Crumb. My, my assertion for who her date is, they're playing cagey with it, but with all of her little comments consistently about, oh, look at all the, just constantly noticing where Victor Crumb was at all times and being annoyed that other girls were hitting on him, I don't feel like I'm going out too much of on a limb given J.K. Rowling's usual style of foreshadowing. And maybe that's why he's been hanging out in the library so much. Very possible. Good call. But that is all I have for Newbies Notes. Um, Sarah, in a chapter that's really focused on kind of one or two guys, who won? Who lost? Uh, so before we
2: move on, I will say I do remember that we did get another descriptor of somebody that wasn't nose-based, and it was eyebrow-based. Um
1: Ron and it was
0: Victor Cross. Oh,
1: yes, that's right. I was going to say in this uh, chapter, Ron scindled his eyebrows, but that doesn't yes. really
0: count. We, we also got some vague evidence of maybe what Harry finds attractive, which we've really not had much of going forward. But apparently tall girls don't qualify. Never even <laughs> considered it. in fact, she's a foot taller than him, deal breaker, apparently. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's not super uncommon.
1: <laughs> that's true, I suppose.
0: Well, well, Harry's pretty short, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's uh, pretty squirrely.
0: Hmm. But Sarah, you've, we've delayed. Who won? Yes. Who lost? God help you. Who <laughs> you pick?
1: I, yeah, I, don't I mean,
2: know. <laughs> go ahead. I think can that you... there are some clear winners, okay, and clear losers.
0: And you can express those after Sarah voices her <laughs> initial opinion.
1: Um, I don't like. I, I don't know. This feels like a real chapter where people are just wandering around in the world. Um, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think things turned out, like, super great for Harry in this chapter. Mm -mm. I mean, (laughs) I guess they turned out okay by the end of it, but there were, like, several things that really sparked his ire. I don't think... Go ahead.
0: He had a much more stressful series of days than he thought he was going to have during this Christmas term.
1: Yes. Um, I would also say I don't think, in the same vein, things did not turn out great for Ron by the end of this chapter. (laughs) Given that he seems to be having a panic attack in the common room at the end of the Mm -hmm. chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, Although a date has been procured for him. Um,
2: Possibly straight-nosed.
1: Possibly. Possibly. Um, or center aligned, I suppose. Nothing was said about straight. That, that's true. <laughs> center aligned. Mm-hmm. Fair. fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fred had a good day. Fred had a good day. Yeah. Fred had a real good day. Hagrid seemed to have an okay day.
0: Mm-hmm. All of his students had a decent day. The fact you finally boxed up the screws, apparently.
1: Yes, that's true. Um, I don't know.
2: I Give me some input here.
0: Pat, passing it to BJ. BJ, you seem like you had an obvious decision.
2: I have many, many people to put forth for having good days. Okay. Um, Ron was my not have a good day with singeing his eyebrows. That's true. Completely embarrassing himself by whatever oh, yeah. it is he apparently did in front of, um, Fleur? what's her name? Yeah. Fleur. Fleur Delacour, mm-hmm. And then uh, basically com- like does worse than Harry at talking to girls. Uh, with uh, these
1: specific... Like, insulting of Hermione thrown in there. Exactly. Yes. Like, I think really, that's a fair point.
0: Like, really egregiously, too. Like, even just condescendingly after he insulted her, too. Like, yes. when he's now asking her to do him a favor, he's still being a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay,
2: I buy I buy Ron for loser of the chapter.
0: So, we didn't see this on screen, mm-hmm.
2: but Neville apparently has had... Like, he, he struck out once, but... He has a date. Neville so did better than all of them. <laughs> Ten thousand percent better at talking to girls, apparently, than any of our main characters.
0: You know, it would I wasn't expecting to say this, but when it comes to you know just outright courage, this chapter winner Neville.
1: Yeah, I'll, like, um, I'll, I'll give Neville a win on this. That wouldn't. That Hermione would has me. a date. Hermione does have a date,
0: mm-hmm. um, although uh, she
2: is annoyed for most of the chapter. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's a state that she likes being in. So (laughs) So, this isn't
0: like a... Mm -hmm. This is also... Both these points are things that she can weaponize in the future if she wishes to use them. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, The
2: other person that I would say could be having a bad day is Ginny. Just because she missed out on on being asked out by Harry... Through no fault of her own, yeah. but, like, I can see that being soul-crushing, even in the bad way that he did
1: it. Yeah, I don't—I think that by the time we get to this book, Jenny is kind of over her, like, crush-crush on Harry. Um, I think she still might, like, vaguely like him, Um we can but it's— it's not the same in my yeah. mind. It's not the same it's, as like those like first a puppy two dog books, like, really. Yeah, following him around, yeah. and it's like, ooh, it's Harry Potter. Yeah, um, but your point is is still well taken. I do think that like she was probably a little disappointed to um, have accepted an offer, uh, maybe just a day too soon.
0: We, we we even get a physical reaction from her in this chapter, don't we? Um, trying to find it. yeah Yeah, we might Uh, of when Harry Harry says that he asked out Cho Chang Mm -hmm. and then you know I asked her to go out with me and she told me that instead he's going with Diggory Ginny had suddenly stopped smiling yeah Ginny right there had a bad day
1: that's true
0: Um, also kind of funny because
2: I wonder if the the amount of the crush changed when he stayed with them for the summer and she's just like oh I mean I guess I still like him but he's a complete asshole
1: (laughs) I think that's probably it quite frankly
0: (laughs) BJ, do you actually read these books or do you just write your own elaborate narratives that revolve around these books? Do you have like Shakespearean annotations that are going along every chapter of just your own interpretation of events? I'm reading them chapter by chapter and I'm taking the events that we see
2: and trying to paint the broader picture of the world this is in because somebody else didn't.
1: Oh boy. All right, so where have we landed here? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, you, you're the queen of this. You have to dole out Yeah. Points. Oh, We're right. I,
1: yeah, I think that Ron like the 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 over the accumulation of small indignities, small to medium-sized indignities that Ron suffers over the course of this chapter add up to a a a, a worser worser day
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> than um Jenny's momentary panic. Um, so I'm going to award loser of the chapter to Ron. Um, winner of the chapter. Um, I buy Hermione. I buy Hermione as the winner. Um, as these things so frequently go, uh, the um, intersecting tra- tra- trajectories of Ron's and Hermione's <laughs> days.
0: <laughs> but Hermione. Hermione really doesn't win that much. She hasn't really won much in our, in our prior recounting.
1: No, only a couple of times. And those are usually like specifically she had a good day in class related.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a good day outside her usual terrain.
1: She had like a good social day. <laughs> yeah,
0: that doesn't Which happen. I don't think
1: has ever happened.
2: Um, and will never happen again. Yes, So we have to give it to her now.
0: Sympathy prize.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so questions. I, I don't know it, about the wireless <laughs> And the technology
0: okay. <laughs> Wasn't even going to inflict that one on you uh, I was I know uh, here's, a, here's just a practical question One of the hallmarks of, you know, high school, middle school for me Was that there were regular dances Are we to be led to believe that there has not been a single dance at Hogwarts During their entire term there? Mm-mm. This is this is purely an, an, a, you know, construct of the fact that they're doing the Triwizard Tournament mm-hmm. and Interesting this is,
1: the, this is the only dance we get Like, there is not Really? Is not another school dance Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's like a little bit, I was thinking about this when we were talking, you know, going through your newbies notes and the wheezes as well. How weird does it have to be like actually dating at a boarding school when you are actually living 24 seven with these people?
2: Like that's going to hmm. be weird. And that I feel like when it, I see it it, happens.
1: it, it It certainly happens. I, I don't mean to suggest that it doesn't, but I feel like it becomes a little, I don't know, it becomes a little less um, like super day, date specific and more mm-hmm. of just like, who are you spending your time with? Um, mm-hmm. Because everybody's spending their time with everyone all the time. And we do see um, like a couple of very awkward actual dates in coming books. And it seems like things
2: <laughs> that these people don't do very frequently. I mean, so first of all, what I'm hearing is you 100% uh, subscribe to my Fred theory, uh, which I appreciate. (laughs) And and second of all, um, I mean, we we do get things like that with... Hogsmeade and you know them getting butterbeer together and yes. that's clearly stuff sure. like that is yeah. what the dates are going to look like.
1: And it that uh, is you know s- that is what the dates do end up look like. It's just them going on a Hogsmeade weekend.
2: Yeah, you know um, I will say that most people at boarding schools are weird, and so them doing weird things in weird situations <laughs> is just going to be fine. I mean, I'm 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 uh, mostly pulling I'm watching from our, like our
0: demographic people... numbers just collapse in that particular <laughs> uh, with that comment.
2: Uh, so my first roommate at UNC was from Science and Math mm-hmm. and dated somebody else from Science and Math. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so like it's clearly a thing, but anyway. Yeah. Um
1: I feel like a lot of times when you see it in like popular media, um, in like T V shows and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like the boarding schools will be well, I either the boarding schools will be sort of like gender separated and right they will kind of interact with each other in some way, shape, or form. Or mm. there's, like, a town gown kind of thing, and you'll see people, like, yeah. from the boarding school hooking up with somebody in town, like, a townie or something like that. Sure. Oh,
2: my God, that'd be so weird, dating, like, random, like, children from Hogsmeade or something. <laughs> like, at the, oh, man. What, what are the the wizard children that don't have any magic powers called? The squibs. Squibs. Yeah, so so they, they can only date squibs. <laughs> God, uh, they they lorded over them so much. It'd be like the worst imbalance dating that. They
1: oh could... God, that's talk
2: about like toxic
1: relationships.
2: Um, that seems terrible. So the other thing that I sort of find interesting is that, Sarah, as you're mentioning, like usually you see these portrayals where you have very separate, uh, mm-hmm. separated genders, mm-hmm. whereas Harry has been interacting in a presumably relatively egalitarian manner with everybody on all of the Quidditch teams, I'm assuming. I mean, yes, they're rivals, but, like, you know, at least his own. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have all their meals together, or at least dinner. Like, I'm not sure what the breakfast-lunch situation is and how involved uh, catering house elves are there. But, like, they do all of these things together all the time. They're in the common rooms together all the time. How... Socially inept is Harry that, like, he's the only one that can't get this down?
1: Well, I don't know. Ron can't either.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I... I mean, consider for a moment, among their social circle, how many are girls, other than Hermione, that they actually talk to more than, say, once every five chapters? Well, they don't have a social circle because Harry's an asshole, but... Yeah, it's just
1: the three r- of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. So and there you go.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I
2: would imagine it's a little intimidating. <laughs> I mean, but like we we know that there are conversations off screen about with everybody in the Quidditch map
0: like yes. team. So yeah, but as we've discussed, they apparently viewed this process as far enough that they decided to watch a wildlife documentary on the purpose of mating rituals to make this work. <laughs> so kind of sets up their frame of mind here. <laughs> what book
1: did Hermione have to get from the library for this? <laughs>
0: Hey, Hermione did great, apparently.
2: Sure. She she read uh, you know, five hundred dates and where to find them or something. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I you know, there there were clearly books on it. Or or we know that there are love potions no. and charms. So now.
0: No. Not Hermione. No.
1: Other questions?
0: <laughs> really don't have any. This was a very short, straightforward chapter.
1: Yeah. There's not much that's like unclear
0: in this chapter. <laughs> And the things that are, are going to be explained next chapter. Like, who are the weird sisters? Why would I ask you that? I'll find out shortly.
1: We do, in fact, go to the Yule Ball next chapter, because it is aptly titled, The Yule Ball.
0: (laughs) Um... Well, when it comes Presumably. to introductions, Sarah, you kind of already offered what the next chapter's going yes. to be. <laughs> that's true. Um, is that the title, though? It
1: is it actually is. the title, yes. Chapter uh, ah. 23 is that The you Ball. That makes everything easy. Yes. Uh,
2: that it, there's a fountain and a buck. Mm-hmm. It, it, and some people... Uh, some shadowy that figures. Are, ...that are having
0: a conversation that's just under a dollar. <laughs> okay. uh, it. I, I, I presume that's a statue. I guess it looks like it's up on a pedestal.
1: Well, I don't know that that, sure. that means anything in this world. It could be real, yes. or it could be a, a porridge bowl transfigured
2: into a book. I mean, it probably I'll would turn it. into some bread. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that works. Okay. Well, this has been fun, guys.
0: So order are not